the old premeds podcast, session number 273. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Now, welcome to the old pre-meds podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week where I take your questions directly from the non-traditional pre-med discussion happening over at premedforms.com. If you don't already have an account over there, go sign up. It is free. We're looking at making even more changes to pre-med forms and potentially wrapping in the pre-med hangout or parts of the pre-med hangout into a brand new free platform for all pre-med students. So stay tuned for that. The Old Pre-Meds Podcast is brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. Let's talk about the MCAT Minute for a minute. This week, I want to talk about how do you know you're ready to take the MCAT? I was just talking with a student this morning who pushed back her MCAT because she took a practice test, and one of her subsection scores was not where she wanted it to be. And she had registered for an earlier test date than she originally wanted because the test dates filled up as they always do, which is why we tell you register as soon as you can and reschedule if you need to later. But this test scared her, this full length that she took, it scared her. And so she pushed back her test date. She found a date that was open around the original time frame that she wanted to take the test when she originally thought she was going to be ready. And so she pushed it back and it, it will hopefully work out for her. So at the end of the day, nobody ever truly feels ready to take the MCAT. And so you need to take your practice tests, which if you sign up for a free account over at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT, you get a free full-length one, which we're covering on the MCAT podcast. You get access to a half-length diagnostic as well. So take your full lengths, use those as a barometer of whether or not you're ready and trust your gut, trust your prep and schedule that test. So that's the Blueprint prep MCAT minute. Go over to blueprintmcat.com. Again, sign up for a free account. So let's go ahead and dive into our question today. Our student is asking a question about reapplying to medical school. They say bluff, which is a military term for bottom line upfront. How, ch- how do I change my personal statement when I don't have any new stories? Hello, I'm likely going to be a reapplicant. I'm wondering how I change my personal statement and application as a whole in a way that is meaningful. During COVID, I haven't really had a chance to do anything but take master level courses, a very small amount of research and volunteer at a food bank, so I don't have any really new stories to add to my personal statement. I applied to four schools this year and got two interviews and was waitlisted both places. I would have for sure got into one of the schools, but they require a medical clearance that I cannot get right now. The only thing that I see hindering my application is that I applied a little late. I submitted June 26th, but wasn't verified until August 6th. Very interesting. So June 26th, let me let me just re uh, reframe this question a little bit. June 26th is not applying late. The question is, why was there a huge delay? And just with COVID, the AAMC had huge problems with transcripts and other things. And so 
the the verification process was really long during COVID. So hopefully that gets cleared up. But in general, the AAMC, the AMCAS team, is very, very, very slow with verification of applications. Somehow, ACOMAS does it very quickly, and there are no issues. But AMCAS and the AAMC takes forever. I don't know why. But June 26th is not super late, so don't be worried about that. The bigger question here, though, is, is a, again, a separate question from this student's question is getting into a school requiring a medical clearance. That's confusing to me, but I'm not going to not going to dive into that because that brings up a lot of questions for me. The ultimate question, though, for this student is if I don't have a lot of experiences, how am I supposed to rewrite my personal statement, my activity descriptions, et cetera, if I haven't really done much? in the last year. And that is going to be a challenge for a lot of students who need to reapply because they didn't get in, especially during this last application cycle, the 20 to 21 application cycle, and potentially even moving forward the 21-22 application cycle. Students are finding very limited opportunities to get more experiences that will lead to more stories, more impact, more ex more exposure, more experiences to put on an application to storytell in a personal statement or in activity descriptions. And remember, my personal take on all of this is you don't just list your job duties. And so you should try to tell stories as much as possible. That narrative really helps cement in the mind of the reviewer who you are and the impact you had on life. Right? It's not the only way to do it, but that's what I recommend. And you have to be careful. If you have kind of a nuanced job where if you put in the experience name or quote unquote job title for the experience and somebody doesn't look at that and go, I know exactly what that is, you may need to spend a sentence to clarify exactly what that role is. And then you jump into your narrative. So just a, a quick little aside there to make sure everyone's doing the best possible thing. So what do you do? Well, the answer is you do as much as you can, right? Don't just copy and paste your personal statements word for word. Maybe you find a different structure where you, if you started with your seed, which if you don't know what that is, my personal statement book or even my new application process book talks about a seed. What led to you wanting to explore medicine. And then what watered that seed, the experiences around patients that really solidified in your mind that you want to be a physician. That's how I teach students how to write a, a personal statement because the question you're answering is why do you wanna be a physician? And so maybe in your original personal statement, you started with a seed and then some watering events. Well, maybe you can start with a watering event first and rearrange it a little bit and, and add some transitions to make, make it logical, kind of where in the process you are as someone's reading it. Maybe you do that. Maybe for your experience descriptions, you just you tweak the stories a little bit. What I, what I don't want you to do, if you can help it, is just verbatim copy and paste. That's the easy thing to do. And while... There's always a question of whether or not a school's even gonna go look at your old application. The The truth is they can. And do you wanna be the student who's just like, well, whatever, I don't have anything new. And so I'm just gonna just use everything the same, right? Same personal statement, same extracurricular activity descriptions, same secondaries. It worked for me last time. It'll work for me this time. Don't be that student. Change as much as you can. 
And sometimes the answer is, well, there's not much to change, right? If you have an experience description that is honors, awards, and recognitions, and it's like Iron Dean's list this time and and whatever honors list this time and was inducted into this honor society, right? That stuff doesn't necessarily change. And so that's not going to change much. Don't worry about those small things. The things around your impact and narratives and things like that, you've grown as a person. Even if you haven't had new experiences, you've still grown as a person. You've grown in terms of how you see the world, how COVID has impacted you, potentially your aspirations for your future life, for a conclusion in your personal statement, right? That's where I talk about being very aspirational in terms of what you want to do, what you're going to do with the diploma that that school is going to give you, the education that school is going to give you. Because of the experiences with the pandemic and everything else, the, everything else that has happened, you are looking through life through a new lens, looking at life through a new lens. And so you can now reflect differently on each of the experiences. So maybe the story itself doesn't change much, right? Again, change as much as possible. But the reflection potentially changes because you are a different person and now you can think about things a little bit differently. So hopefully that is helpful for you to kind of understand what you should be tweaking as you go. Remember, being a reapplicant isn't a scarlet letter that everyone thinks it is. Just try to adjust as much as possible with the application, both primary application, secondary application, and even interviews, right? tweak your answers a little bit. Try to come at it from a different angle. Letters of recommendations as well are considered something that you should try to update or change as much as possible. Hopefully that was helpful. Again, the old pre-meds podcast brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. Go check them out, blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the old pre-meds podcast. This is MedEd Media.